Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. the podcast nate smith able genius quick and tom pestak back there with his clicky clacky <laughs> the rocket leaguer himself rocket leaguer rocket my, league my, tom pestak my mechanical keyboard you might as well just call him uh james harden he's playing in the rocket league so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're about, what, 40 minutes after the victory here. I took a little while to get on. As uh, EG said, uh, I was... Quote, I was, unquote, fixing yeah. one's computer. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you were busy embracing your Jetty Osmond fathead for 20 minutes. <laughs> and, and that's not true. It was I was rolling around in my first Jedi t-shirt. Um, oh, both things could be true. <laughs> that, that is also, that is true. EG says it's going to be worth something someday, but probably not after. It will I, be. I wear it, so. <laughs> well, yeah, but if if it if it was worn by Jetty, that might be still worth something, but yeah, probably yeah. not. Probably not with the oh oh to Nate Smith. <laughs> no, on no it. one wants that. <laughs> I've got, I do have some threadbare Cavalier T-shirts that. <laughs> You know the super thin ones they sell at Old Navy. Yeah. I've got a couple of those that are just like hanging on by like I don't even know how they're they're held together by uh, cake deodorant. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that was a hell of a game. Yeah. I mean, that was a pretty impressive comeback when they really could have just they really could have just packed it in and said, "All right, we'll just we'll just go." beat up on the 76ers tomorrow and not waste the energy, but LeBron wasn't having any of that. No, no, and so odd game, the Cavs outscore the Wizards uh, 39-26 to in the first quarter, and then put up 43 in the next two quarters, the Cavs do, and end up down 17 in the middle of the fourth quarter, and then come back to win by four. So it was kind of made no sense as as much of the rotations made no sense for a lot of the night yeah. uh, but then at the end of the game if you have LeBron James on your team you have a better chance to win than the other team does usually just slightly yeah i mean 
LeBron was well. Well, the stat of the night really was uh, is Mc, Dave McMenamin posted it after the game, and I put it on the on the live thread. The Cavs were down one hundred six to ninety in the final six minutes on Thursday. Entering today, teams were two and four hundred and sixty one this season when trailing by sixteen plus points in the final six minutes of the fourth quarter. <laughs> and and who was the other one that won this year? Was that also the Cavs? <laughs> they didn't say, but I think one of them was it the Warriors. It feels like it could have been. <laughs> I think one was the Warriors, and I think, I want to say, um, uh, I think one was the Rockets coming back on the Nets, maybe. Remember that game? They were down. I think they were down by like 20. No, I don't remember. I blocked out most of the regular season. I mean, it's been hard enough to follow the Cavs, let alone the entire NBA. So Yeah. This is what Although, Washington does, man. Like I, I Washington Washington is not a, a mentally tough team. They never have been. No. Not in all the decades that they've played the Cavs. Yeah, and ever. and Tom, take us through your favorite moment of the game cuz I know you tweeted about oh, it. Oh my gosh. I just I just I love watching John Wall hush the crowd. I knew <laughs> I knew at that moment that the Cavs were going to win. And <laughs> So he he comes down uh, the next time, and uh, you know he he hit an open like fifteen footer against over Kevin a Love, sag, which... a sagging Kevin Love. Well, like it was decent great job, defense, man. Like, but great great job. And then but he was conceding he gets, that, but and he then was he gets feeling Jeff, his oats after he hit that fifteen footer. He gets Jeff Green on him, and he throws up a knuckleball that was lucky to graze the front of the rim. And then on his last possession down, uh, or no, that was against LeBron. And then his last possession down, he's going against Jeff Green, and he wasn't he can't use his left hand, so he wasn't comfortable going all the way to the basket. So he tries to turn around and jump pass because he's got the yips <laughs> and throws it right into the waiting arms of uh, where where Nate wishes he could have been with Chetty Osmond. <laughs> I just you know what I'm I just ruffling Chetty's. You know how, dark, uh, lo- uh, feathery locks. <laughs> you know how yeah. the how the villains in in cartoons like think of. I mean, I, my favorite cartoon growing up was Ninja Turtles, right? And it's it's a silly cartoon, right? But if yeah. you're a kid, if you're like five or six, you're really into it. But the bad guys in Turtles always lose they, every episode. The Foot Clan gets it. Shredder loses. <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady slip on a banana peel every episode, and yet every episode, when they first, you know, are planning the demise of the turtles, or when they first meet the turtles, they talk smack. They try to flex on them, and yet it's like, guys, you know, we're we're a hundred episodes in, and you're still flexing, and you lose every time. Like that's in a, you know, that's like that's like. The Wizards are a children's cartoon villain. <laughs> they've been flexing on the Cavs for two decades, and they've never won anything. They weren't even they weren't even winning anything when they were flexing on the Dion Waiters Cavaliers. And Brad Beal is talking about how they're the best uh, backcourt in the NBA or whatever the heck that whole. It's just yeah, I mean, Soldier Boy really oh, is I, their spirit animal. Hey, I'm so thankful for the Wizards. I'm thankful for John Wall. Who John Wall, you know, in a vacuum is a nice player, but I just I can't get over that every time they're about to play the Cavs, it's like 
a statement game for them. Like he says something along those lines, or Brad Beal says something along those lines, like, we're gonna make a statement. And now they got Marquise <laughs> Morris, who's like the same way. It's like, guys, you've never won anything. And you get your you get it handed to you by the Cavs every time they care enough to try, and yet you just keep on. I don't know. It's I feel like I'm watching Bebop and Rock Steady. It's just oh, it's, it's it's so great. And so I mean, there were so many things that had to go right for the Cavs to make that 17 point comeback. And and let's be honest. Um, LeBron probably assisted. I didn't go through the stats, but. LeBron, I'm pretty sure, scored on probably 15 of the 20 points that they had and assisted on at least two others and made passes that led to uh, baskets for everybody else. Um, and, and it was Well, that, that Corver three in the corner that he found, he was just so wide open. Yeah. and But the other part of it is Mike, Mike Scott, missed a point-blank layup. Um, Markeith Morris missed a point-blank alley-oop that was off. You know, maybe the pass is an inch easier to catch or, you know, Markeith Morris is an inch more athletic and it goes in. It's and, like Tom said, man. Yeah. They are the they're, – they're, they, the Wizards crumble. They just yeah. make – they make bad mistakes. They're not a mentally tough team. They never have been. They never will be. Yeah. I mean, Porter makes a terrible pass. Chetty Osman makes a fantastic steal. I mean, just the best part of that steal is Chetty Osman. So Wall's driving to his left, like Tom said. Chetty Osman's digging down on him. And then when Wall turns, he retreats and goes exactly out to Beal because he knows exactly where he is and steals that ball. It was such a great read and then just takes off. And (laughs) the best was, so they're all like, uh, everybody, uh, Chetty Osman, only a 57% free throw shooter. And then he just breaks the first one and it goes straight up in the air and goes straight. Force. And you can see all the wizards were just like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And they knew it was over then. And it was like, that was such a good game. Um, No, he was. I mean, look, and for all the things that that, uh, Ty Lue does wrong, at the very least, he's figured out that he needs to have Jetty in there for defensive purposes in close games. And they took out uh, Kevin Love at the end because basically what Washington was doing was wherever Kevin Love was, that's where they were attacking. I mean, Marquise Morris burned him for a bucket, as Tom said. John Wall got him in isolation and scored that 15-foot grandpa basket over him. So, Well, they did – somebody somebody pointed this out. They did kind of go small, and mm-hmm. so that was that was making it so that the only way they were going to be effective with, with Love was to get him down in the post and have him have him bang, and, and that, that just wasn't happening. So, yeah. you know, it, I think when, when – it seems like when Kev doesn't, doesn't get a few shots – he, he it's harder for him to be in the flow of the game. So, you know, kind of expected. Yeah. And let's talk about what a monster game Rodney hood had, you know, Rodney yeah. hood, 11 points plus 21 on the game. Well, he woke up, man. I mean, oh, he was, he, he did. didn't do much in the first half and then man, he just really, the second he just half, really kind of went at it. Yeah. I mean, he 
two or three times let LeBron basically clear the lane on a drive or let the entire defense key on LeBron and then he just co- took it right up the, you know, left side of the key for a layup and, uh, and then got to the line and, and made his free throws too, five and seven on the night, plus 21 led the team, uh, you know, two big steals, uh, had some really nice plays on both, both ends of the court. So, and then like you were saying, that Corver basket was yeah. such a great play because LeBron, they overplayed LeBron outside and LeBron cut behind. So he did the back cut and hood fed him perfect. And yep. then LeBron stopped at the free throw line. Everybody collapsed to him and he found Corver in the corner. And unlike the 2017 finals, Kyle Corver <laughs> hit that left corner three and that was, you know, as big as any shot in the last five minutes. So yeah, yeah fantastic game. Um, and it was funny because the first three, well, the first quarter was all Cavs, and the next two, there was a lot of hand wringing on the blog about some of the goofy rotations that Ty Lu was playing. And not by me. <laughs> oh, I, I am not going to tell you that I was thrilled by the Nance, Tristan Thompson, Jeff Green lineup. Oh, you're going to love uh, Lou's quote after the game then because it just got posted because I didn't I, – I, I couldn't find it anywhere, the, the after the game um, Interview. you know, interviews or whatever. But apparently, apparently uh, Ty Lou said um, – this is his quote. He says, I'll have to pick between Larry Lance Jr. and Tristan Thompson moving forward, but we haven't figured, <laughs> but we haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Hopefully that's just him sparing Tristan's feelings. But man, if he goes the other way, then realistically someone ought to club him over the head so he misses a few more games. I mean, oh my lord. <laughs> that might be the quote of the year. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's fantastic. So <laughs> I all have to Yeah, cuz there was not as as we would have noticed a lot of floor spacing in that lineup. Um, I mean, look, Larry didn't have his best night. He did. He did grab some rebounds, but he was he was constantly. I felt like not really not boxing out well. No, but and oh my man, God, how many Tristan rebounds. was just a zero out there, man. Like Tristan yeah. was literally all across the board. Like, it's ten minutes, zero 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 zero. One personal foul, had one minus personal nine, foul. zero points, zeros. How Club many offensive rebounds did? Uh, Marcin Gortat get that just bounced straight to him because nobody was between him and the basket defensively. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I'm he only had the number now. Only three, three, but yeah, but yeah. still, like, it was just weird. It like more than that, though. Like, he had it could have been better served by just having a, a, a just a, a large traffic cone out there instead of <laughs> Tristan. <laughs> they could have played Chetty Osman at center, and it would have worked out better. Seriously. <laughs> Chetty, as long as there was nice a game. large traffic cone and not a small traffic cone, like right? Isaiah not Thomas. to be confused with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, no, yeah, he's a very so, large. He's a traffic pylon, if you will. So it sounds like yeah. TT was a member of Club Trillion tonight. What's Club Trillion? Do you remember Mark Titus, that uh, guy that played on Ohio State, but he never played? <laughs> so he would log like one minute, and he would have all zeros. So, oh yeah, yeah, but Tristan did that in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's club ten trillion. Ten trillion. Exactly. Um Ugh. 
Chetty with another gross. really nice Just gross. game. Um, hit those two huge threes in the third quarter. Um, yeah. Kind of kept the game within reach. And one of them was kind of a heat, like kind of a, a gunslinger's bucket, the second one. Which I was really well. Yeah, he kind of kind of went for it, then get, had to regather, and then and then went for it again, and just it just went through. The other thing that Chetty does uh, at the point guard spot because he did kind of start at the point guard spot, although LeBron got most of the ball handling duties, is Chetty just makes the easy pass, and I feel like Jordan Clarkson never makes the easy pass. Like Chetty just makes the easy swing pass all the time, and he he slung it to LeBron James at the top of the key, and he sh- slung it to Kevin Love. Uh, who was gun? Who was gunslinging in the first half? I mean, four threes yeah. in the first half, and then like Jordan Clarkson when he was in the third quarter, kind of the lone ball handler out there. It was a disaster. I mean, he was just turning. He's it not over a point guard. He's and, not a point guard. Yeah. No, I know. And the best, you know, I said it early in the game. Jordan Clarkson is at his best in the. Um, I want to say the. Richard Jefferson role where you sling it out to him on the winger in the corner and he can either shoot it or put it on the floor and get to the basket. Like those, that's when he's at his best. And when he's, he's super to... athletic though. I mean, if he, oh, I mean, yeah. look, he, he had a bad, he had a bad second half. He did for sure. And well, the second quarter wasn't great either, but he did have that nice steal in the three sixty dunk, which was fun and entertaining. And, you know, he, he, he wasn't he wasn't abjectly horrible, but it wasn't as one of his better shooting nights for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and kind of going down the lineup, then you had, you know, Kevin Love, great first half, kind of disappeared in the second half. Um and then Jeff Green, who is a maddening player because <laughs> you put out in all caps on the live thread when he finally <laughs> got that rebound in crunch time and it was his only rebound <laughs> in the game in yeah. almost 32 minutes. That was a big rebound though. Huge. And then I he mean, made that, both. He, made he, both he doesn't get that ball. If he doesn't get that ball, the Wizards had a run out dunk oh, on yeah. the other end. Yeah, yep. and, and a one point lead. Yeah, and, and the Scott Brooks cam. You know, <laughs> yeah, where he collapsed on the scorer's table, <laughs> like all the whole the whole Cavs run, they just had the camera on him just yeah. to capture his facial expressions. It was pretty yeah, funny. yeah, it was. I feel bad for that guy. Cal <laughs> Brooks, Dude, yeah, he's gotten paid gotten paid millions to, oh, no. to I not mean, I don't... to not do anything. <laughs> okay, I, I'm to not win anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> Another this guy. Another this guy. Ugh. Yeah. We'll I'm... talk about all the president's wounded men later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played, EG. Yeah. But, I mean, and then, of course, LeBron James, who, you know, in crunch time, just as you have noted in years past, Tom, LeBron is in, unstoppable when he puts his head down and just decides he wants to get to the basket, and that's what he did at the end of that game. Um, and just in transition, in the half court, in whatever situation, he was going to the basket, and he was either getting fouled, uh, kicking it out, or you know, getting uh, getting a layup. And he he was phenomenal. Uh, Thirty three points, fourteen assists. I mean, he. 
the the great assist I thought was the one where everybody expected him to drive, and then Jeff Green went back door and just dunked it on him. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> you could just see Scott Brooks' heart fall out of his chest because he knew. Yeah. Well, and you could see after that Corver three, you yeah. know, when anytime a, a guy in the Cavs hits a three after a great LeBron feed like that, the defense gets skittish and they don't want to like double LeBron and they don't want to leave shooters. And so then the next time he's coming down, um, you know, was I think it was Marquise Morris is just trying to pick him up and he's got a little bit of a head of steam and he just, you know, blows right by him. He probably probably should have finished. Or maybe it was Beal. I think it was Beal. Um, but you know, he got to the free throw line. So and that and that's the thing, like LeBron, you know, has always been unstoppable per se, but sagging way off of him was an Achilles heel at times. That's something the Spurs used on him. Uh but now that he's got a reliable jump shot and he's got all this, you know, like late MJ Kobe footwork to add to his game. Yeah. And he, you know, pulls off these spin moves anytime you try to anytime you try to cut him off now he just immediately spins on you and it, he makes it look easy. So oh, God, he had some filthy spin moves tonight. Yeah. Barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken, I mean, that's right. I don't think people realize like what we have in store. I think playoff LeBron is going to go absolutely insane this year. Yeah, I really. I mean, there was such really a great. Did. I got to read you a fantastic Kevin Hetrick tweet. Um, oh, from I the think Cavs, it's his birthday. I Cavs think it's his the birthday, blog like, wayback machine. Is it? I think tomorrow. I think tomorrow's his birthday. It's it's showing up on my like MacBook calendar. I have no <laughs> idea why. <laughs> Your MacBook calendar. I love it. Yeah. I have no idea why, but I've just been noticing. Like, oh, Kevin there is Hunter. no playoff Celtics or playoff Seventy Sixers. Those are teams of young guys that don't know any better than to go one hundred percent in the regular season. The Cavs have three more gears to shift into, and that's mainly because LeBron has twelve more gears. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great quote. I mean, it is, and it's so true. And we've seen like this extra gear that the Cavs have, and you saw it at the end of the night, and you saw it. Um, Last game, I'm trying to remember how who'd they play last game. Oh, uh, not Toronto. <laughs> yeah, Toronto. Yeah, yeah Toronto. Toronto. You saw it in with Toronto. These teams just get surprised that the Cavs have these two or three extra gears, and it's like just... I, I don't know how they possibly could be though. They've they've each gotten like swept out of the playoffs the last few years by LeBron, right? But I, I just that's think why they're bad. It, I think maybe it takes a level of <laughs> lack of self awareness to be maybe a pro. I don't. I don't. I can't explain. Oh, it, it. does. It totally I can't. Does. Ex- I mean, I can't explain oh. why. Like all these teams are the embodiment of like Swaggy P turning around and holding his arms out while his three clanks off the side of the hoop. <laughs> but that is the Wizards, <laughs> literally the last twenty two years. Yeah, yeah. and they. Uh, I was going to say, here you go, Nate, um, Fred McLeod, courtesy of Fred McLeod. LeBron scored or assisted on 23 of the final 32 points over the last seven minutes and 23 seconds with four dimes and zero That's turnovers insane. to go with his 13 points. That's insane. And they just looked absolutely lost. I mean, Kelly Oubre was fronting like a madman. Um Dude, Kelly Oubre's a punk. I know, but... <laughs> the whole team is a punk. I do love how hard Kelly Oubre plays, and I love his defense, but yeah. 
And, and I feel like that guy is going to be a problem in the future. He's only in his second year, and he plays really hard. But third third year, he'd be a senior at Kansas this year. Okay, said. yeah, you're right. He's in his third year. So, yeah, I mean, but whatever. It, yeah, I I like Kelly Oubre, but yeah, it's like you said that there is only LeBron is like few other ever. I mean, you got Jordan, you got Tiger Woods. Other teams just start hearing footsteps, you know, yeah. and it's like the reputation of LeBron is as, is as, you know, terrifying as LeBron himself. The only thing more terrifying is LeBron himself <laughs> to opposing teams. Yeah. You know, well, it's funny. They were showing the uh, game, game five of the 2007 uh, ECFs against the Pistons tonight on Hardwood Classics. Oh. Like I just gotta, I just gotta record it just to go back and rewatch it again. But it's what he does. I mean, this is, it's, it's how he takes over games. I mean, yeah, I mean that that to me is the single greatest playoff game performance I ever saw, ever. Yeah, by one player. I mean, I've seen teams, you know, as as you know, a group make efforts like that, but I've never seen one guy just put his whole team on his back like that for. What a whole fourth quarter and an overtime, basically, right? Two, two overtimes, yeah. and it's yeah, insane. And against a a really good defense, yeah, on yeah. the road, <laughs> one of the best. Yeah, yeah, one of the best defenses ever, really. So, I mean, kind of the takeaway from this game, yeah the <laughs> the uh, Wizards out rebounded them, yeah. Uh, you know, auto that assisted them, yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal had a good game. Marcus Morris had a good game. John Wall had 28 and 14 and, and also minus 12. And are you scared of the Wizards at all? Not even, <laughs> not even slightly. Yeah. <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, should the Ninja Turtles be afraid of Bebop? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. How many times has Shredder, uh, monologued his whole plan and the, uh, <laughs> and the Turtles yeah. have stopped him? No, that that's that's literally what we're dealing with. Yeah. It's not going to matter. I, they're never going to come anywhere close to the cat. I mean, they, this Wizards team won't beat even a depleted Celtics team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Honestly, I am most scared of Indiana. That I mean, I, I'm dead. Scared. Yeah, that's why we got to got to fight like hell to stay out of the fourth spot. Yeah, that's, that's I, I would agree that, with you. That's the team that I think could make the Cavs sweat. I mean, I feel like Indiana is a team. I don't want to see them in the fourth spot, and I feel like Indiana is a team that could take down Philly in the first round. Oh, yeah. Indiana is Team Yolo this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, and not only that. I mean, talk about a guy who has improved his stock. I mean, Victor Oladipo oh, has actually goodness. made that Kevin Durant trade or that uh, Paul George trade look like a good trade, <laughs> like a great oh, yeah. trade for him. I mean, it, yeah, totally. <laughs> So good for them, man. Um, yeah. And then let's go around the league and, you know, Houston beat Portland. Wait, do we finish this game? Uh, yeah, I feel like we have. And okay. I mean. There were a lot of things that happened in this game, but that's all right. There was that's a fine. lot of things that happened. I mean, it would break them down the, there, EG. Well, uh, the thing we talk about is that this is Tyron Lue's game back after being gone for nine games. Uh, where the Cavs went eight and one, and you know this was very nearly a loss, but wasn't. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to it, there was a lot of sort of 
I, I certainly was among the people that didn't like the, the Dark Jeff Green over Larry Nance um, conversation. But look, when Jeff Green plays like this, plays within himself, I mean, he only took three three threes and made two of them. Um, he was perfect to the line. He was eight of ten from the floor. You know, he only had the one rebound, but it was important. And he plays generally pretty good defense. So, well, the other and, thing that he does, um, along with you know starting Chetty Osman, they're starting five guys that are six, seven, or taller, and they can switch everything. Sure. You know, and and the weak link defensively, at least on a one-on-one basis, is Kevin Love at that point. Right, and that won't last. I mean, they'll yeah. they'll start, but they still need him out there for out. rebounding too. So, yeah. No, Love is definitely the only guy typically that's that's rebounding besides LeBron. So, because God knows Tristan Thompson's not going to do it anymore. And and Jeff Green, it's a miracle when he gets a rebound. Yeah, so. but I was impressed that like Corver came back strong. Oh, Corver you know, had a I mean, very nice game. I mean he he looked he looked really good with his shot. You know, but really, I mean the the the, the kind of the deathly part of the game was when. Tristan and Jr. were in there, and then throw that in with Clarkson's sort of not very good game, and and uh, Larry Nance Jr. who was getting rebounds but not necessarily playing great defense. And you well, know, I feel I mean, that's, for Larry because they've really, I feel like they've really jerked Larry around this year. They have, and he's and he's probably still, you know, I mean, at least he had the ten rebounds tonight. So he's probably still coming back from the from the hamstring tightness, yeah. but. But yeah, you're right. They've jerked him around, and they haven't really given him a good, and they haven't really given him a, a huge vote of confidence either. And right, I think exactly. the the injury kind of derailed all the good vibes that were happening about being, you know, Larry Nance's kid and wearing number twenty two and and throwing down some some big dunks and things like that. But I still think he's going to give you a better spacing in the starting lineup. But look, if Jeff Green can continue to hit threes like that i guess they'll just go small and you know and and uh yeah. hopefully nance will get the the minutes off the bench and not tristan because yeah Tr- they give them to tristan they're gonna, have, they're gonna be sorry really quickly tristan 10 trillion thompson we're gonna start calling him quadruple t yeah <laughs> i really like jeff green's defense at the end yeah um, i mean he had some great plays He's big and strong, yeah. but he's got the foot speed to stay with the you know the fastest kind of guys in the league. I don't know that he's you know I, I think he always seems like he's a little out of position, but um, but he's also he a shown... guy that has the speed and elevation to recover if he is out of position. Which not no, every... I didn't mean I didn't mean I didn't mean out of position on defense. Oh, what did you mean, Tom? They have him at the two. You, you're oh, fading in and out. out on I us. just explained. I just explained what I meant. Yeah, you fit. We, um, we missed all. I didn't of mean. It. I didn't mean he's out of position. Like he's being a bonehead. I meant like the Cavs are playing him at the five or something. Like they're playing him not oh, right, in right, a, right. a good position for him. Well, he seems like a guy that doesn't really have a position. Like, well, that yeah, that's part of it. But I mean, I, he's a tweener, and the Cavs have kind of embraced that. You know, he he's an I'm just old... watched. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just watching. <laughs> just posted the final two minutes of Cavs Wizards game as told by Scott Brooks reactions. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or or basically who's I who do I always <laughs> say um is playing Scott Brooks in the movie? The guy that played um Dana Carvey? No, the guy that played uh oh God, the dad in Trainwreck. Colin Quinn. Oh. <laughs> I always feel like he would play Scott Brooks in the movie. <laughs> Scott Brooks. Yeah, I'm yeah. or or you know what? Oh, I'm so, changing okay. my maybe so, I do feel a little bit bad for this guy. My moment of zen over the weekend. We're driving back from my cousins in Lansing and what do I see but this giant sign that says Dick Scott Auto Body Repair. <laughs> And I was like fumbling to get my phone out before we drove yes, by it. Yes. Oh, did you get it? No, I didn't. I was so mad. Uh, I almost told Chris to turn around and go back. <laughs> Eleven championship. And now she's like, she's like self conscious about it now too, because <laughs> she saw it and she was just cringing. <laughs> now wait, where did you say you were? Driving back from Lansing, Michigan. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's a – it's probably somewhere around near the Ann Arbor area. Okay. Between Jackson and Ann Arbor. (laughs) Yeah. So, So, yeah, it was fun. What were the the rotations that bugged you? Because the only one that really bugged me was the fact that that for some reason – Tyloo decided not to, and and because Larry Drew seemed like he was doing this more uh, as he went along those nine games, which is staggering LeBron and Kevin a little bit more, yeah. so that one of them is always always on the floor with the second unit guys or the whatever, just so that there's somebody who can be a scorer out there. Yeah, I just thought that that Nance, uh, Tristan Thompson, Jeff Green. Jordan Clarkson and J.R. Smith lineup was just an abject disaster. Like, I felt like they got away with it in the first half. And then in the second half, it was just, it was painful because there was just no offensive coherence. You know, Jordan Clarkson, nobody seemed to know where they were supposed to be. I mean, one of the things you got to give Larry Nance a hard time, he hasn't played power forward for the Cavs all year. And then yeah. he was he was coming in and playing power forward with Tristan Thompson at the center, so it's hard to fault him too much for not knowing where the hell he's supposed to be on the court. That's um, a fair point. Yeah, you know, and I thought just that was kind of a mess, and um, I just felt like they could have distributed the minutes among the wings a little better, and like 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 Tyloo said after the game Larry Nance and Tristan Thompson he's going to have to pick one and the one he should pick is Larry Nance so you know and the non the non 10 10 trillion yeah. dollar man and then you know 15 minutes for for Chetty Osman is seemed a little low especially cuz i thought Chetty was playing really well but well, he probably earned himself a few more minutes. Yeah, I mean, that was a, I'm sure LeBron loved that steal at the end. So, I mean, the oh, whole he hit, the, he hit two free throws too. <laughs> well, that first one was a brick that went in, but yeah. Plinko. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was so great because everybody you could see all the Wizards. Get yeah, the, yeah. Mark Marky Morris got like excited and <laughs> it went in. That's <laughs> the so Wizards, weird. though. That's Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, right? Oh, of yeah. Of course they were. 
frightening before the ball actually came off the hoop. Of course they were. <laughs> yeah. That's what well, they do. And then, I mean, you remember last year, the greatest end of a regular season game last year was against the Wizards when, yeah, you know. Off the back, going to OT, and then the Kevin yeah. won. Yeah, Kevin threw it the length of the floor. Yep. Floor, LeBron falling out of the bounds from the right wing. Off one leg. Throws it in <laughs> off the bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. The Wizards are a joke. All the talent they've had over the years, and they just, like, they can never back up their mouth, ever. Yeah. And they've had a lot of chances, you know? Yeah, well... Through many different regimes. Yeah, Yeah. and we've kind of talked about, I mean, EG and I went in depth. I I think the Wizards would be better off moving on from John Wall, but they won't do that. I mean, they seem like they played... They were a better team when John Wall was gone. They were. Yeah. I mean, they objectively were, so... That seemed like they just were. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if they could get a, you know, a younger version of a Jose Calderon style point guard, they would, they would be a much better. And that's kind of who Sadoransky is, but he still has some limitations in his game. But yeah, I mean, the, they seem like. Plus his name is Sadoransky. Yeah. He's the guy that all, they're the team that always fronts too early. So. Yeah. There's yeah. no great point guards ever named Sadoransky. <laughs> yeah. His name ain't Dick Scott, that's for sure. <laughs> that's why that's why Dinwiddie'll never be great. He'll be good. There's too great. many too many syllables, huh? Dinwiddie. E. G. The, the other day when you posted all those names, I <laughs> seriously oh. I had to shut the door because I was just dying reading that. So what I missed this one. Well, Corey, I think, asked, like, who is that former Cav, you know, the one with oh, the yeah. porn star nickname, or, oh, yeah. or sort of the porn star name? And, it, and then the answer is C.J. Miles, but yeah. Right, which, which which somebody wrote, like, almost instantly, and I, then I, I went through like, a whole yeah. list of every Cav ever and said, well, there's been a lot of good <laughs> names. Smart I mean, probably names. the greatest John Hot Rod Williams. So. Well, I don't know. Um, Lucius Harris. Oh, yeah, Lucius Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones. They have had some good ones. <sighs> All right. Well, lots happened around the league today too. Yeah. So I guess we so, should move yeah, on and I talk about that a little. So Milwaukee dropped a game to the Nets, of course. So because why wouldn't they? Well, yeah. Well, now now that they now that they can't they can't really get out of the eighth place or out of the eighth spot, right? No, they certainly could. They could. No, they could. Drop. Right, because the Wizards, yeah. Yeah, they could drop to the Wizards. I think they're tied right now. Oy. Yeah, and they they could be... Well, a lot of people are saying that teams want the seventh spot now because they want to play the Irvingless. But I don't think they want the eighth spot, do they? No, nobody wants the eighth spot. So, yeah, I don't quite get that myself but i mean honestly i'd rather play milwaukee than miami in the first round right um just because of weird to say that but yeah well <gasps> my lebron gets weird against miami but i feel like it's only a regular season thing not a postseason thing yeah look Giannis is never going to be taken seriously as a as a legit mvp candidate until he can actually elevate his team and he hasn't been doing that right. 
Well, and it's a poorly constructed team. I mean, you look at them every year. Is it though? Like they've yes, got so they much talent on paper. On paper, they have a ton of talent. Yeah, so the problem with Bledsoe, though, is he's not a good enough shooter that you're not just going to pack the paint against that team. But he shouldn't have to be. Like, he's a good point guard. He's a good passing point guard. And he plays good defense, typically. Right, but they just they don't have enough shooting on that team. But Middle, Middleton's been great this year shooting the ball. But, I mean, you and I have talked about, they, and then, of course, they've got the Cavs killer, um... Tony Snell. <laughs> oh no, not Tony Snell. He was terrible the last time they played. Yeah. Him, or Cavs. and speaking of Cavs killers, is it me or is Mike Scott always kill the Cavs? <laughs> Mike Scott's just that weird, like, like, like super burly dude that yeah. can shoot threes. Of course, which is until, like not that many. Blew that point blank layup. You know who the anti-Cav killers are, don't you? Who's that? Um. Uh, ben Worth, boy. <laughs> oh, uh, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, and John Wall. <laughs> well, Dennis Schroeder's one of the worst players in the league this year. And Al Horford. Almost Al Horford. Al Horford. He's the, he is the quintessential <laughs> anti-calf killer. Yes. So did you guys see my tweet that I did today under the guise of Cavs the Blog? Because Hardwood Paroxysm said something about like how good the Celtics are going to be, and they were talking about, Al Horford's still in his prime. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When did Al Horford's prime start? And when is that stopping? Because I don't know if that is, you know, perceptible. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have to to look long and hard until you found Anna Horford's Twitter account (laughs) before you found somebody who agreed that that Al Horford was in his prime. Yeah, I mean, it was (laughs) Al Horford basically... Uh, in the middle of a sign-and-retire contract at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually been good for them this year, but but yeah, to what but, end? I mean, he's he, always he, good in the regular season. Yeah, and yeah. he's also a guy that gives you a lot of stuff that 20 other guys could give you that are making half as much money. Right. You know, he's not a guy that can, is ever going to put you on his back and, you know, score 30 points for you when you need 30 points. You know. Yeah. So we're gonna talk. Are we gonna talk about the elephant in the room then. The Kyrie's knee. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Go to town. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. Oh, absolutely. Because we see I mean, we've gotten we've gotten to the Celtics awfully quickly, so I figure okay, well. Yeah, I mean. Our... So how shocked were you guys that you heard that you saw that news today? The what? The Woj bomb. The Woj, Moab, as you called it, Nate. <laughs> yeah. That, that was my acronym of the day. Um, I was, well, yeah, I was absolutely shocked. And then when you hear about it, it is because he had a surgical site infection. So he basically has to, I think, what did I read? They took all the metal out and they're replacing. They, got, they have to take the, had four, three or four screws in there that he had to t- get yeah. taken out. Cause that's, that's yeah, where the, infection. Yeah. it's unclear though, whether the infection was in there before well, yeah, or it's if it's it was to say really. Or if it was because of the, I thought. Although it, logic would say that um, I'm supposing here, but that they went in to take the wire out, found the infection, and were like, "Hey, dude, this yeah. is only going to get worse. What do you want?" And Kyrie, being the hypochondriac that he and his dad are, um, I'm sure said, "You know, it's not worth it. Take it out and well, yeah, I mean, be healthy for next year." That I surgical site infections, especially when you have implants, are are bad. 
Oh yeah. And you know, potentially very bad. So, you know, I, yeah, you don't want to lose a, lose a limb. That's for sure. Well, and especially as, as much as a guy has annoyed me over the years and also brought me great joy, I don't want to ever see anybody have stuff like that happen to him. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not wishing him ill will. I don't want him. <laughs> I want to have him to have every, uh, bit of his basketball faculties when the Cavs beat them. So, <laughs> You know, well, it ain't gonna happen this year. No, it's. I don't not know how you like dead spin, Nate. <laughs> Why is that? Dead spin? Oh, because you're just you're not a total jerk. I don't. I just don't get how you like dead spin. I am a. Total Where did that come from? Uh, no, I'm just dead listening spin, to Nate. Like the oh, article of the year I'm, on Sinclair Media. I don't. I don't wish ill on like my rival. You know, like I. I it's like yeah, that's good of you, Nate, because you're a good dude. Know. I, I am a good dude, but it's usually after only after much reflection and in my quiet <laughs> Some, moments. Sometimes the brow beating. <laughs> not when I'm screaming at somebody on the basketball court or, you know, in during while watching a basketball game or talking about how you have to leave a bruise when you foul somebody or else it's not a real foul, you know. Handling your inner Austin car. Huh? Channeling your inner AC. <laughs> Channeling my inner AC. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm one of those guys that's a monster on the field and a, and a teddy bear at home, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a regular dick buckus. <laughs> or Dick Scott. Dick Scott. <laughs> I'm a regular Dick Scott, yeah. No, I... No, you know the killer instinct of Dick Scott. He has a lot of championships. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, um, and, and several uh, new kids on the block records to his credit. So there you go. I mean, look, I, I it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, what do you mean it doesn't surprise you that he's got a gimpy? Kyrie's game? always air that, that he wasn't going to come back from this. Yeah. No, 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 that he wasn't going to come back from, like, like the, the, they wouldn't just stop with the, like, the, the, oh, yeah, when they yeah. said, oh, he's going to have minor knee surgery, a, a minor knee procedure to have this tension wire removed, and he'll be back in, like, three or four weeks. It's like, well, I don't think Well, not only so. that, a wire in your knee? That doesn't sound good. Like, that doesn't yeah. sound minor at all. You're not freaking Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that's just sounds terrible to begin with so. he goes but, through screens like pinocchio <laughs> well it's funny though like somebody it was i think i read this today so i don't want to i'm stealing it but i don't want to take credit for it um in that it's it says Kyrie, Kyrie says if you don't trade me i'll i'll sit out, i'll get surgery and sit out for the year yeah but i'll still do that even if you do yeah <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> well and then the insane thing is it's like somehow it all re- it seems suddenly the Cavs are out ahead in this trade, which is kind of nuts. I I I for the moment say that for the moment, yeah. I mean it's <laughs> but think about it. Had this, let, I mean, just take make all things equal. Let's say the summer either never happened or that that Kyrie was was upset, but they but they patched things up or or they just said we're not trading you, and he reported and. And said, "Well, fine. I'm just going to get. I'm going to get the surgery." They're still left with, would have been left with a roster with Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade and, um, you know, uh, Amon Shumpert, and these are maybe guys they could have gotten rid of anyways, but not to the degree that they did. 
Right. I mean, the way that they, cause they wouldn't well, have been able to the move, other thing, they right. wouldn't have been able to move their pick right, if they exactly. didn't have the Nets pick. Right. Exactly. So they wouldn't have been able to, t- I mean, maybe they still could have swung the deal and taken on salary for George Hill at a certain point, knowing that they needed a, a point guard, but you're still sort of like left with a, a roster that's not quite as dynamic as the one that you have now with the choices that you can make with different uh, an assortment of wings and an assortment of, of athletic bigs that you can kind of rotate in and out. So, you know, it's it's not perfect, but at least I mean, look, the Kobe Altman in the in the game of musical chairs dodged being you know getting getting beaten by the injured point guards. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll totally agree with you, and, and and I like the Cavs' future right now. You know, with LeBron or without LeBron, they have a lot well, of players. Let's let's not get crazy. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I mean, like it. I like it with LeBron. I like it with LeBron too, but I also feel like they're not going to be abjectly horrible to watch yeah, they if will. LeBron isn't here. So Yeah, they will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's where I'm gonna disagree with you. Okay. Well well uh, hopefully we never have to find out. So Well, and you look at it, I mean the the truth is it's like if you don't replace LeBron with another a, another really kind of top ten guy. Tom's Tom's not wrong. You're gonna you're you're gonna wind up watching something between what the Hornets are and what the Wizards are. You know what I mean? Like you just you're maybe you're a maybe you're a seven eight seed. Maybe you're on the top end of the lottery. Well, it's it's Cleveland. I, so I, I, think I would disagree, would, but yeah, but who's gonna? But Nate, seriously, like. Biggest knock right now. Well, you guys are fading in and out a lot. The the there is that better? The the biggest knock on the Cavs right now, going into the playoffs, is that they don't have anyone else to create besides LeBron James. If you take LeBron James away, you 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 have nobody who can create for that team that you're talking about next year. Even if they got even if they got a DeAndre Ayton, you've got Trey Young. No, no, you you don't oh. like you don't even like Trey Young. Yeah, you, you just you're just trolling. I am. I'm just trolling. I I just have endless optimism. Of I'm, course, and and look, the, the truth is, the truth is, if he did decide to leave, which he's which I really sincerely don't think he will at this point. Yeah. Um. Then the the chances of them, I mean, look, they're probably gonna they would probably find a way to to. Trade Kevin Love for some uh, some more assets. Oh, I mean, yeah, and, Ky- and Kyle Korver, and yeah. Sure. By the way, they'd probably trade Kyle Korver to whatever team LeBron decides to go to. Probably, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, LeBron can certainly write his own ticket, but and of course, you know, Chris Sheridan came out today with his article that he teased for two days, and his number one reason LeBron is not going to resign with Cleveland is because Dan Gilbert is a huge Trump supporter and uh, LeBron hates Trump, which uh, Chris Sheridan's been saying for six months. So, right. <laughs> and the, and I, I think it was Whitney uh, had the, um, your boy Whitney, Tom, had the uh, quote of Twitter with, it said, okay, so where's LeBron going to play? Europe? <laughs> because I, how many NBA owners do you think didn't vote to get their, you know, 
taxes reduced by 10, 15 percent, you know, this season or. Well, like, we know Mark Cuban did it, right? But then Mark Cuban might be out of the league next year on sexual harassment charges. So Right, and I love the, that love about Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, I believe, was what is it, one of the main investors in Girls Gone Wild. Uh, I don't know I don't about know. that, but yeah. it, wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Allegedly. Well, <laughs> allegedly. But yeah, I'm just uh, I'm saying like Chris Sheridan can say all he wants to. But I mean, oh, yeah, no. You guys ever watch Shark Tank? Mark Cuban gives you know googly eyes to every pretty girl that goes on that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... my wife my wife's been calling him a creep for years. She loves Shark Tank. Well, and like if you've read any of the stuff around the Dallas Mavericks uh, sexual harassment. Um, uh, allegations it sounds like it was a pretty toxic culture yeah um, you know maybe not in terms of the team but certainly in terms of the corporate offices and especially the sales offices so i yeah. i certainly hope they get that situation straightened out and <laughs> you know i i think uh as, as you're alluding to tom uh uh, Mark Cuban's righteousness is certainly being called into question, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, and and I, I I am uh, wary of anybody, you know, who kind of ha- carries around a holier than thou attitude. So. Yeah, that must be why you like Deadspin. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they're always taking people down and not. Deadspin had had one of the great the articles of the year in the last two weeks. The where they basically compiled all the Sinclair Media talking heads into one video. Um, so eat that pestac. I don't know who Sinclair Media is, but it's it's all the conservative local um, affiliates that were forced to read this uh talking point about fake news and you know dead spin like uh combined like 60 plus of them into one video where they're all talking at once and it they all sound like the stepford wives so it, it was pretty phenomenal if you watched john oliver on this week tonight you'd know about it so or last week yeah, he, uh, i don't he watch i don't watch holier than that douchebag so no i did not watch john <laughs> oliver this wow <laughs> I love trolling you, Pestak. It's the best. (laughs) So, right now, the Cavs would play the Miami Heat. Do we all? Does that strike instill fear in the hearts of any of those on this podcast? It doesn't. Um, It doesn't. No, because Deion Waiters is still out. That's true. (laughs) But Kelly Olynyk is is like prime Kelly Olynyk right now. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk like just earned some kind of like bonus on his contract yeah two oh, bonuses yeah. yeah does he get a bonus for how many shoulders he yanks out of their socket no i think he gets a bonus for how many games he plays with the man yeah and he got a bonus oh, also okay he they, got a bonus for that he got a bonus because they made the playoffs and he got a minutes bonus so kelly olenic who is currently being considered the king of the high handoff um, when they run that that high handoff offense, he's he's supposedly the master at it. So, um, 
of I just can't see Kelly. Hand, I can't see Kelly Olynyk South Beach is out out the clubs, <laughs> rocking his man bun and his and his gigantic teeth. Yeah, uh, that guy weird in life. Bringing up Deadspin on his cell phone. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. he's probably got several medallions. He probably does read Deadspin. He probably has That's a medallion would... collection. You're probably right. That'd be a, that'd be a Kelly Olynyk move, along with a unicorn collection. Yeah, and probably a big maple leaf tattoo. For sure. 100%. <laughs> the pride uh, of Toronto. Oh, God, I hate Kelly Olynyk. I'm telling you, I, I think... I'd still rather play the Heat than the Pacers, though. Yep, exactly. Oh, totally. That's what I'm saying. I think... Pacers are... I think they could steal a game or two, and they could keep them all close. They just... They're a good team. Yeah, like... And my... they seem to they seem to be able to, like, elevate themselves. And unlike John Wall, um, Victor Oladipo actually this year at least seems like a gamer. Oh, totally. I mean, I feel like the Cavs. So my fear index for the Eastern Conference is basically Philly number one. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, Philly hasn't played anyone good. I know they've won eleven straight. But the, the big problem with Philly oh, no. now is Embiid is hurt and. Who knows how long it'll take him to come back. Um, and Ben, with just such a great article last week on on Markel Fultz and how he basically, you know, them playing Markel Fultz at the end of the season, he whipped his head around into Joel Embiid and cost him Embiid in the first round, which was a fantastic take that <laughs> pretty much no one else in the league that I've read had. So, But, yeah, Philly number one at full strength. Indy two, Toronto three, um, and then it's the, I guess Boston four, just from the thug tactics, and then everyone else. I'd put Miami four, and then everyone else. And just anybody, because of LeBron's what? Because of LeBron's mental block in Miami, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think Spolster's a good coach that you know could steal a game or two. Just by out coaching them. Well, I actually think James Johnson is probably the best in the Eastern Conference at guarding LeBron. Mm, I would argue with that. So that's yeah, the that's only reason pick. that they that they don't scare me, but they it concern me maybe a little bit is that I do think that, and they used. I mean, that's what they did. They they used the sort of gang tactics on LeBron, where they used James Johnson as the you know, the tip of the spear, and then they just had guys swarm him. And, yeah. you know, the other guys just didn't step up. They weren't hitting shots. And so well, that and happens, the other thing is they kind of seem to know LeBron's angles, too, that he likes to pass at. Well, sure. Play the passing walls, lanes really well on him. Yeah. Well, and he's still got a soft spot for Wade. And, of course, Wade will probably have at least one vintage Wade game uh, in that, yeah, in that series. Oh, no, what he'll do is he'll hit a bunch of threes, because he always hits threes against the Cavs. Yeah, or he'll <laughs> pump fake his way into, like, 12 free throw points. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll, the 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 only saving John, grace on James Johnson is the James Johnson is as good as he is at guarding LeBron. He's also as good at guarding himself. <laughs> yeah. Because he just seems to take the worst threes against the Cavs. Although he hit some threes in that last game, the the only game the Cavs have lost in this uh, this stretch. Yeah, but he also shot him out of it at times too. But it, it's true. At, it's it true. games in the past, so um, yeah, 
Yeah. It's weird. It's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting playoffs. I I think uh you know, it, it doesn't seem like the the Raptors will have much trouble with either the Bucks or the Wizards, I don't think. Um I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, the Raptors make every playoff series interesting against an inferior opponent. That's true, and I feel like uh, John Wall's a bad matchup for Lowry. You know, because yeah. Lowry's kind of get, but he's still, but he's still John Wall. Yeah, he's kind of getting to that age where he's not a guy who's going to beat you with athleticism. He's going to beat think, you with smart. I just think Toronto's bench, which has been their strong suit all year, will destroy the Wizards' bench. Seriously, am I am I right? Is the only playoff series the Wizards have won in the John Wall era the one where John Wall was hurt and Paul Pierce called game? That I think it was. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I find him to be a massively overrated player. Like EG said, how can you be was it you or EG? I can't remember. But how can you be that good at going to the rack with no left hand? <laughs> you know, I was probably Tom. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that so might have been you, Nate. I mean, I said that he has no left hand, but <laughs> well, no, that was you. I, I like the way you 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 said it more eloquently. Than I, I was expounding on what you said. You said it more like a like a good tweet. Yeah, I mean, I was doing what Deadspin does and taking kind of a minor point and jazzing <laughs> it up for the masses. <laughs> You're doing what a Deadspin does. You'd be like, <laughs> fine. You'd, you'd you'd be doing like a hit Tom, piece on like bait, John Hall's <laughs> mother or something. Uh, I'm sorry, EG. <laughs> I can't. It's so whining. It's whining him up. My coworker was doing that to me all day today, and he was just <laughs> kept doing it and kept laughing. He's like, it's just so easy. <laughs> well, you do it to me, so. Although yeah. rarely on the podcast, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I'm sure you'll be doing it to me during the playoffs uh, when Thad Young is going off or not going off. <laughs> when Thad Young is joining the ranks of <laughs> Dick Scott and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and yeah. compiling <laughs> seven point <laughs> seven point one when only three players to average seven point one minutes, one point two assists, three point one rebounds. 1.8 turnovers for the last shoot, 13 years to shoot below 65% from the free throw line and to make a three a game <laughs> rarefied <rare> company <laughs> while wearing an odd numbered jersey so so here is a question i mean and i guess i kind of feel like we're getting down a rabbit hole a little bit <laughs> Does uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, it, does he return to form next year, A, and B, is oh, he oh. back in Boston in 2020? Ooh, I like that second question. No, juicy. I don't think so. Juicy, juicy. Juicy fruit. It's gonna move ya. Or Something I guess sweet. it would be, yeah. Right. How old is he now? Is he 26 this year? I think he'll be 27 oh, by then. Right. Sounds about right. Yeah. So twenty seven next year. So and when he's in his twenty year twenty eight, Ainge's got to make a decision if he's going to pay him the probably the supermax at that point, or or trade him, or let him leave in free agency. Yeah, and the and the question is is when will he even be ready to play next year? 
Like, like he's Kyrie Irving is one of those now. players. I, he's one of those guys who's he's so reliant on his on his lateral quickness to for the for dribbling for getting to the rat for all those things. He, and the way that he gets injured feels to me like a guy that probably won't play past like age thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, I'll agree. Or be a, or be an all star past that past that age. Like he might kick around as like a three point specialist towards the end, but but that was always the the way he plays the game. The way he, I mean, I had this conversation on the thread today, which is like he's you know the the best availability is is availability, and the problem yeah. is, is that Kyrie Irving averages about about fifty five sixty games a year during his career, and. You know, it, like yes, the Cavs, the Cavs won. Cavs wouldn't have won in 2016 without Kyrie playing the way he did and hitting the shots that he did. But he had a two month, so the first two months of that season off, right? Yeah. Right. The, and so and then when he came back, he was really bad, actually. Really yeah, bad. It he took didn't him a while really round in a form until. But he was April. fresh, right? Yeah. He was fresh, and he and then you could make the same argument that like had he been available in 2015. A very good chance the Cavs might have pulled that, might have pulled that series out. Absolutely. So it's just it's difficult to gauge a player like that. That you know, no one wants to hear injury prone, but when you really stop and look at it, he's had some pretty major injuries. He's right. had a and lot of minor ones too, but he's just a guy that seems to seems to get hurt, and that was always what was concerning about him when he was a Cav. Was that how many games will we get out of Kyrie this year? Let's take and a that's... very similar comparison, Gilbert Arenas. Who, I, I mean, not in terms of personality, clearly, because very different personalities. But in terms of game, Gilbert Arenas, like when he'd had his third major knee surgery and they signed him to that huge deal, I was like, this is a god-awful idea. Why would you ever invest in a guy that clearly can't stay healthy and has had three knee surgeries and that that feels like to me what might be happening here with Boston. Um now I don't think Ainge is going to go that direction. Uh I think he'll keep, you know, rolling his draft picks forward until you know 2053. You know, <laughs> when LeBron's out of his prime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how Al Horford's just entering his. <laughs> but um, I I just I don't see him. Uh, he's too risk averse to roll the dice on Kyrie's knee to me. Like he would. Re- I could see him, you know, Kyrie getting healthy and then flipping him to the Lakers. Sure. Or something like that. I totally see that happening. Uh, well, he does love the transaction. He does. It, Look, the Lakers super team in in a year or two from now could wind up being could wind up being uh, Paul George, Kyrie, and Kawhi, and uh, and Isaiah Thomas. Well, sure, he'll be the backup <laughs> guard. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you and I were going back and forth a little bit today. Speaking of Kawhi Leonard, you know, should the Cavs trade for Kawhi? And to me, he's another guy like that who, I mean, it's not all the same injury, but he just can't seem to stay healthy. He seems to have a different issue every year, a big, long, lingering issue, and coming off as a very kind of a head case this year in the way they're handling his injury, and Spurs... (laughs) 
clearly well, it's don't hard to, it's talk hard to about say it. that he it's hard to say he's a head case simply because he doesn't ever say anything well yeah like he's sort of the opposite of Kyrie that way where yeah. Kyrie likes to say ridiculous things because he likes to fool the media or think he's fooling yeah. the media and you know and he's an anti-establishment kind of a guy but he's very vocal and, and out yeah. outward about it whereas kind of like Kawhi, a walking dead spin but Kawhi <laughs> doesn't say a word. And by the way, his uncle, who supposedly is the guy pulling the strings, doesn't say a word either. So yeah. we're all sort of left to wonder and scratch our heads and say, well, is yeah. he a head case? Is he a bad guy? Are the Spurs just, you know, just being overly dramatic about all of this? Who knows? It's, and, it's hard and, to and say. It's kind no of interesting because, you know, Kyrie Irving says such off-the-wall stuff that everybody reads into it like a Rorschach, and then Kawhi Leonard says so little that everyone reads into it, like, you know, projects onto it what they think. You know, the big thing now is that, you know, he wants to go to L.A., he wants to get a big contract in the, uh, either an extension or a big free agent contract, and it's like, so it's hard to say what's going to happen there. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure Magic Johnson would trade him, would trade the Spurs... Uh, sleepy eye Johnson and and uh, the Cavs number one pick in a heartbeat for and probably Randall too for Kawhi probably yeah and I mean Tom would you trade what would you give up for Kevin Love would you give up you know Chetty Larry Nance and the uh, <clears throat> and the Brooklyn pick for what for Kawhi Leonard for Kawhi Leonard yeah I'm sorry I don't know what um, I said. Oh, that's a lot for a guy who, you know... We well, I think the one... The, it has to either be Hill or TT for the salaries to work. Right. So it's it's the... Whoever they take with the with the Brooklyn pick, because they can't trade it before they make the pick. So whoever they pick with the Brooklyn pick... Uh, Jetty, because that's who the Spurs were, like, salivating after. Yeah. I would, trade, I would not include Nance. That's too rich for my blood. But I would do Chetty and the draft pick for him. And maybe, I don't know, something else to make it. Well, work. you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to trade either Hill or, or TT. Uh, yeah. They would, they would want George Hill. You know, of course they would. They, they had him to begin with and they need yeah. somebody to take over to kind of be the, the backup to DeJounte Murray now that, that, uh, Tony Parker's probably going to retire and, and, and uh, well, not retire too. Yeah, well, and, and Patty Mills is probably going to go elsewhere because Patty Mills is a restricted or maybe full free no, agent. No, he, he'll be unrestricted. Yeah. So. Uh, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Remember, also, Greg, Greg Popovich said that George Hill was his favorite player of all time. So yeah, sure. there you go. I mean, it would make sense because George Hill makes twenty million dollars next year or nineteen or whatever that is, and then you know that would make the money work. So you'd really be giving up whatever you got with the Brooklyn pick and Jetty. But yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely try that. That's a good Cavs type move, a high risk, high reward move. Yeah. I like, well, that. it certainly helps you. It helps bolster the troops. If LeBron stays, which I think he will. And even if LeBron leaves you, that then you do have, as Nate said before, like a legit core that you can still, win games with and be com- and compete for at least the East with, with Kawhi, yeah. Kevin Love, well, Nance. When Kawhi's and... healthy, he's a top five NBA player. I mean, sure. And oh, probably yeah. the best two-way player in the NBA when healthy. Right. Besides LeBron. 
Well, I don't know. LeBron doesn't try on defense anymore. Maybe LeBron no, like five Le- years LeBron ago. LeBron does try on defense, but not until the last five minutes of games in the regular season and maybe the last half in the postseason. Okay. He's the best two-way regular season player <laughs> out there. Yeah. How about that? In crunch yep. time. I'll, when, I'll, when I'll, ex- I'll accept it. <laughs> Peak LeBron is the greatest defensive <laughs> player in the NBA. Let's put it that way. Apex Predator LeBron, yeah. <laughs> That's other than Jimmy Butler, because I swear to God, every year I hear Jimmy Butler, probably the best two-way player in the NBA, while he's playing against LeBron, <laughs> and LeBron is making him look like a JV player. And, and, yet, it's, and it's usually from Hubie Brown. Yes, it's probably <laughs> Hubie Brown, yep. <laughs> Take this guy we've got right here. He's one of the best two-way players. I'd like to see league. a dead spin breakdown on Hubie Brown. <laughs> Uh, I would not. I don't think I could read that. <laughs> so, Tom, you were wrong about the Wizards. They actually won first-round series in three of the last four years. They beat the Bulls 4-1 to in 13-14. They beat the Raptors 4 nothing in 14-15. And they beat the Hawks 4-2 to last year. But each year they lost, they lost uh, in the conference semis. Okay. Yeah. Wow, the Eastern Conference has been really bad for a while. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we've talked about Indy. We've talked about uh, some of these other teams in the East. Uh, what about Philly? Do you think – so, two-part question here. Um, does Philly scare you at all? And do you think that if the Cavs end up with a three-seed, which – you know the game tomorrow pretty much uh, is is the ar- is one of the big arbiters of that. Um, does Philly um, beat Toronto in the second round? No, no. Really interesting. Yeah, I think I, I feel like Philly is a really it's tough probably, matchup. Yeah, I, I bet it'll go seven games though. You know, in typical Raptors fashion. Okay. Yeah. That's a good take. I, think I like that. The regular season is the regular season, and the playoffs are the playoffs. And the Raptors have been to the Eastern Conference Finals and played good games and have typically won a lot in the playoffs. And they're, they're for the most part, battle-tested. They have a couple of guys like Van Vliet and uh, Ananobi who are still new to that. But... The, the the point the point of it is the Sixers don't have that they have a few guys that that know it but they're they're mostly mostly guys on the fringe like like the Bellinelli's and the um who's the other guy they got um the other Elias Euro Sova. yeah Eliasova I got a name right on the first time you did yeah that's Redick. awesome that's amazing. Amazing. way to go <laughs> like other than JJ Redick though they don't have like a like that kind of that starting core piece that that right. has even been to the playoffs. Oh, so that's, yeah, I, I actually that's why like I don't that. I don't put a lot of stock in this is their first run. This is early for them to be to be even this good. I don't know. I think guys like guys like Covington are not gonna hit shots in, in clutch because he sometimes has, you know, a hard time he's a very streaky shooter. I think, you know, Embiid has got the double thing of like coming back from a decent injury here and then having it be his first playoff series. 
you know, I, I think I think it's going to be tough for them. And yeah, I think and, they're and, I think they're going to have a tough I think they'll even have a tough first round, really. Well, especially, especially if, if it's against, against Indy. Indiana. Yeah, I, I would I would at this point, I would probably pick Indiana over to beat Philadelphia yeah, in would. the first round. Well, because the I interesting would. thing about Indiana is, you know, they're young, but a lot of those guys do have playoff experience. You know, you got Thaddeus yeah. Young, you got Evan Turner, who's been in the Ola playoffs Depot. the previous. What'd you say? Oladipo, too. Oladipo, yeah. yeah he, he, uh, the with, ear whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> the ear, <laughs> the whisperer. ear whisperer. I forgot yeah. about the ear whisperer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. He's been good off the bench for them this year. Uh, and he's, talk about a Cavs killer. That guy oh, yeah. just seems to relish playing the Cavs. Well, especially he he relishes playing LeBron because oh, any chance he's got to – I mean, they, they could never beat him, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's another irrational confidence guy that you yep. were kind of but talking like, about earlier. But, but, like, Bogdanovich, like, tonight against the against the – like, they kind of blew the Warriors out tonight, and they yeah. beat him by 20. Yeah, but and the Warriors are also resting almost everyone. No. No, they, they everybody but Steph was playing tonight. Really interesting. Yeah, they had they had um, they had Durant, they had Green, they had uh, they had Clay, and they all played thirty minutes. Interesting. So the other and thing then they about, got blown out in the third quarter. I love that that um, the, the, the great part of that that Bogdanovich move is that last year Washington. Gave up a first round pick to get Bogdanovich uh, from, I believe it was the Knicks or the Nets. Yeah. And then he was a restricted free agent and Indy signed him to an offer seat. And because the offer on Otto Porter was so huge, they had to basically let Bogdanovich walk. So they kind of threw away a first round pick on the guy, basically. And it's like, yeah. and, and that. You know, case in point of why the Wizards have been so terrible because typical Wizards. Yeah, typical Wizards. So, yeah, and what a great pickup by Indy. I mean, if you can get, he was six of seven for three from three tonight. Oh yeah, and both the Bogdanovich brothers are good. So, yeah, Bojan and Bogdan. <laughs> it's too many bees. Yeah, that's a lot of bees. It's killer bees. But yeah, so but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they if they knocked off Philly in because that'll be a that'll be. Both four or five matchups this year are going to be are going to be pretty crazy and close. Yeah, my only thing is I kind of feel like Philly's going to get more cred from the refs, and just because it's a better story for the NBA, maybe. So maybe, but it, you know they don't have that crazy scorer like Oladipo who can just go off. Yeah. So who, you know, fear index out West? I mean, they're really, I think we're all only worried about two teams, right? Um, you, I don't know Do you about see that. anyone besides Philly or besides Houston or Golden State coming out of the West? No. No. Yeah, so it's a two-team list. Oh, I thought you just meant, like, if any team, if the Cavs found themselves in the finals against any of those teams, would you be afraid of any of them? But oh, I guess I you're... Would... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would be afraid. I think of the answer is still the same. I think I'd yeah. only be afraid of those two teams. I, I'd be a little bit nervous to play probably. Uh, okay. The, the Don't say, okay. The, with with Car- Carmelo 
They're a team built for the playoffs. I I don't. Yeah. Carmelo's garbage, dude. Did you see him play this year? Yeah, I yes, he's he hasn't been good, but I mean, <laughs> and their defense has been terrible since Roberson went down. Yeah, is he out for the rest of the year? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, he oh wait, was he was he the wait? Who's the guy that fell on his back and had to be like lifted off on a stretcher? No, that's the Golden State guy, McCaw. Yeah, Patrick yeah. What McCaw. happened to him? He's okay. Um. He's going to be okay. They haven't said when he's going to be back, but it. They say he's not. Get, he's going to be reevaluated in like four weeks. So that, yeah. which means he's not coming back for the playoffs. I don't think. Probably not. Nope. But I think he's going to be okay long term. That's good. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was that was pretty brutal. Um, but yeah, who's your number one on your fear index there, EG? Is it Houston or Golden State? It's still Golden State. Houston doesn't worry me because those guys fold in the playoffs, anyways. Interesting, Tom. Yeah, and Chris I mean, Paul I, can't stay healthy. I still wouldn't favor the Cavs against Houston, but I'm definitely, you know, I think Golden State has their ceiling. I think is just still definitely higher than Houston or anyone. I'm gonna go with uh, Houston just because I feel like Golden State. It's a bit of a down year for them, and I, I just I have this feeling that it's Houston's year at least to get to the finals. Um. And then I don't think any of those guys have played LeBron in the uh, in the finals, and I I feel like the Cavs have possibly a better shot against Houston for um, sure. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Houston just because I think they're the healthier team, and, and I feel like Golden State's a lot more banged up than everybody realizes, top to bottom. So it all depends on Steph. If Steph comes back and and can play. Even at eighty percent of what he's what he's played at, I, I don't I don't see how Houston beats them in a series. Yep, likewise. Well, I'm going to disagree. So I'm picking. I mean, they would they would have home court advantage, and they are a really good team. I mean, even yeah. even even against a healthy Golden State, I think they're the best team uh, in two years. You know, that wasn't a Golden State team. Yeah, well, and then, you know, kind of more to... Yeah, I don't know about that. Actually, the Cavs last year might have been... Playoff Cavs last year might have been better. Playoff Cavs last year were ridiculously good. Yeah, I still they, think the Rockets... I still think the Rockets could lose to the winner of the current 4-5, the Jazz or the Spurs. Uh, I have a tough time seeing them losing to either of those teams. I mean, the Jazz, I just, they don't think they can score enough. I mean, the Rockets are going to put up like 120 points. I, Jazz are, are a good team, but I just, I don't know. I don't think they can hang with the Rockets' high-octane offense. And yeah, Spurs, and I don't think the they Spurs, can slow it down enough. To, yeah, and I, I, the Spurs, they don't you, have enough. You don't think they can slow it down half-court playoff-style no. games? Not, no. Not against, against, against two playoff chokers like James Harden <laughs> and Chris Paul? Yeah, although the yeah, other Harden, thing... I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. If Eric Gordon... And Trevor Ariza aren't, and Joe Johnson aren't hitting threes. It's going to be a really tough series. Well, Joe Johnson's generally, you know, has his moments in the playoffs. I I don't know that I can really say Chris Paul is a playoff choker. I think he always been, gets hurt. Oh, well, I watched yeah. him. I've watched it. I had front row seats to when he choked against the the Spurs that year in the first round. Um, didn't they also beat the Spurs one year? 
Yeah, and then lost in the next but, round. Yeah, yeah, but they still beat <laughs> I mean, and that's the interesting was... question. Are this year's Rockets basically the Clippers of the past who everybody thought was going to get in the finals? And then... uh, the Clippers never won like 67 games or whatever the Rockets are about to do. No, I'll agree with you there. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, I I think the Rockets are going to get there. They'll they'll get over the hump to me. I think they got enough depth. But I, I've I've definitely seen, I hope they get there. I, I hope they get there because I think mentally the Cavs will have a better right. shot at least. I'm not saying the Cavs would beat them, but I, I do yeah. think they have a better shot. Well, the other thing is I don't think any of those none of those guys have ever played LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah. You know. I, I'm yeah. sure there's one or two somewhere on that roster that has because there's a lot of guys on that roster, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we know Joe Johnson has. And right? we know Ryan Anderson has. Right. <laughs> Ryan Anderson has. Yeah. The brutal, your your 9 team. No, he wasn't was around then. He was. No way he was around then. No, no way. He wasn't. I swear to God. We got to look. He's 29, up. dude. I mean, it was that type of player, but he was uh, on that Ryan team. Anderson. We got to look up Ryan Anderson on the old basketball reference. I, I got him right he's here. On that team. No, he's he's twenty nine years old, dude. Dude, Nate, you he really? Was a, he was a dra- he was drafted in in the in the two thousand eight by New Jersey. Nate, like what? my my brain is essentially a working simulation of that series. You don't think I would remember this? <laughs> okay, you are correct. He was. 2009, he was in New Jersey. 2010, he was in Orlando. So I was wrong. My, my. Uh, that's okay. You're forgiven. <laughs> well, yeah. no. Le- Le- LeBron played against James Harden in the finals when he played for OKC. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. You know what I could not believe? Did you know that the Thunder were favored in that series by Vegas? Were they really? Yes. I could not even believe that, but it it was true. But, you know, I guess uh, coming off of the choke job against the Mavericks and and, and the Thunder did have a pretty nice regular season that year. I think those two things combined to somehow convince gamblers that the Thunder should be favored, which in retrospect seems, you know, ridiculous. But yeah. Oh, here's yeah. a question. How much money do you think gamblers are making off the tankathon right now? Oh, <laughs> I saw somebody put in the um, on the thread, not today, but yesterday, about how the um, the Mavericks, of course, after after winning a game, had to had to throw one against the uh, the magic just to make sure they didn't tie the nets. And I just wrote in all caps collusion. And then I attributed as a quote and said, Nate Smith, probably. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that jerk. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're getting a little long in the tooth here, so I feel like we got to start wrapping it up. So, um, you know, where do the, where do the Cavs finish uh, regular season, Tom? You know, after tonight's game, um, I think they're gonna go like two and one the rest of the way. They might drop tomorrow to Philly, or or three and one or whatever. How many games they have left? But um, I I I almost kind of think they're gonna hold on to the three spot. Okay, so you think they're holding on to the three spot? What about you, Eg? Oh, I think for sure. I think they make a statement tomorrow against Philly. I think I think this comeback energized them. 
And I think they know if I think if they win this game against Philly, there's no way that either Philly or Indy can catch him for the third seed, even if they they intentionally lost both games against the Knicks, which they should lose at least one so they can drop they can stay ahead of the the Nets because the Nets might might very well win out with the yeah. cream puff schedule they got left to play. Yeah, so. and and if you think the Bulls are winning either of those games against the Nets, I will bet you a hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, look if they if they beat both if they win both games, if the Nets win out because I think their last games against like Toronto and Toronto will have nothing to play for, so they'll be resting everyone. They could um, conceivably be tenth, right? Yeah, yeah, they could be, because they'd pass both the Knicks and the Bulls. I'm going to write a very sternly worded email to uh, (laughs) David Silver, or uh, uh, Adam Silver. As long as the cast can still get McCall. (laughs) Dick Scott. (laughs) Nick, uh, I called you Nick. Nate, you might need to stick to last names. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The Jeopardy rule, only answer with the last name. Yeah. Hey, look, as long as Mikael Bridges is still available at 10, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. Well, you know my take. The Cavs are ending up in the top three regardless. Well, just because of Nick of uh, – Because they're the Cavs. Nick Gilbert, yeah. Nick Gilbert magic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Hopefully. think so. I guess pie in the sky, my friend. It could be, but stranger things have happened. I right. just want to see Bill Simmons' head explode again. <laughs> That's all I really want. I thought it might have today, but I think he was wandering around Augusta somewhere and didn't <laughs> yeah. see the Kyrie news. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Augusta, did you see what happened to Sergio Garcia today? No. Tin cup. Yeah. But, well, I felt bad because, I mean, I swear every single one of those shots was an amazing shot. Yeah. That's just, just a, that's a brutal hole. On the water. My gosh. Yeah. It's like he's he's hitting these soft little sand wedges like two feet above the pin, and then it has some backspin on it. And it starts to starts to roll back, and it just never stops. Five yeah. times in a row. I've been there. I usually give up after the third one. <laughs> Do you um, play golf, I've, been there, I've been there too. Yeah, I, I used to. I used to play a lot, but I haven't been lately. I I had my elbow down about three four years ago. I haven't done it. Dude, so. you're falling apart. Yeah, didn't you have your, didn't you have the knee thing today too? You have, like wires in your knee? Right no, now? I don't have wires in my knee. Um, <laughs> I I just got to uh, make sure my knee's good so I can go back to uh, school and uh, eighth graders at the gym. <laughs> uh, so I got to tell you a funny story. So like one of the one of my funniest moments. It was like I had been playing ball a lot. And so I go up to Alaska to hang with my boys. And this was probably about 10 years ago. And, and, and I was playing a lot and wasn't having a very good game. And my, my buddy Luke goes, Nate, I thought you said you'd been playing with D1 players. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I did. I didn't say they were men. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, my I have sensitive knees. Let's put it that way. So the, delicate. The, the air travel did not agree. I I've hurt every joint on the right side of my body, and and today it's my left knee. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I may have to retire. <laughs> I, I may have to retire and live vicariously through my kids. Wait, so Nate, what do you think is going to happen with the Cavs? Oh, uh, uh, thirteen. Later? I think they'll win tomorrow. I think. 
I think that part of tonight was they were looking past the Wizards a little bit. Mm. Um, and Jose Calderon, to me, totally didn't play because he's going to play, play tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And then hopefully George Hill plays tomorrow. And then. Do you think, or do you think they hold Hill out until the playoffs? <sighs> What's the injury? It's a sprain. Sprain back. Oh, yeah. They didn't they say what, what grade it was. They will hold him out. Yeah. I mean, why get him injured again before the playoffs, especially when Jose is doing a decent job? Yeah, I bet they're better than decent. Just because it looked like it did not not look like a pleasant ankle injury when it happened. So, yeah, but so they'll get to fifty wins, maybe fifty-one or two. If they win out, they could actually beat last season's win total. So, how many they went? The win fifty-one last year. I think they won fifty. Yeah. Hang on. I got it right Check here. with Dick Scott. He knows. Dick Scott. Uh, here we go. History. 49. No, that's this year. Uh, 51 now, last year. Yeah, okay. So, so they, they could beat last year's win total. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I think This is the first time a, a LeBron team will be lower than uh, a top two seed since, uh, since 2007 yeah. or 2008. Yeah. So and and then my pick is Cavs over um Cavs over Rockets in the Rockets. Finals. Yep. How many games? 6 games. Interesting. So there you go. They do it on the home court. That's right. That's right. Um so any anything you guys want to pitch any parting shots anything like that Tom? Uh no, I'm good. You I'll can't just... pitch Babylon Berlin for the third week in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll pass. Tom, so, Tom is deep in Rocket League thrall. Uh, I had a good story. I went uh yesterday. I went. I took a train, which I, I highly recommend if you can take a train. Oh anywhere. yeah, I love train trips. I took a train from where I live, which is way far. Uh, west of Los Angeles, all the way to Anaheim, to watch the Tribe play at uh, the the rubber rubber match game. Uh, how many innings was it? It was uh, it was thirteen, and I I was there. I, you know, Kluber was pitching a great game. He had a no hitter going into the fifth, and then of course the the weak sauce Angel shortstop bunted to get on. And then, like a batter later, Kluber gives, who was seemed a little bit shaken by it, gave, gives up the home run to Otani to tie it. And then it goes all the way to the thirteenth inning. And I'm looking at my watch. And I'm like, I'm going to have to leave because I had great seats too. I'm going to have to leave to catch my train home. This is the last train that goes all the way back to where I'm where I'm going from. And I'm like, I'm going to wait until I got, I'm going to at least stick and see if the, the tribe can score in the, in their half of the 13th. And of course they didn't. So I got up, I left and I'm walking out of the stadium and the train platforms just sort of just beyond the stadium parking lot. And of course I hear the, the fireworks go off and yeah. I look at my watch and the, you know, and the MLB app is like, Oh yeah. Adam Cozart hits a solo home run to beat the Indians three to two and 13 innings. I'm like, I, I'm not superstitious, but I, I kind of sort of, I felt a little guilty for like I maybe like I should have just missed my train. Maybe they would have won the game. So, <laughs> but what is your recourse if you miss that train? I just take an Uber home, or you know, <laughs> stay there, or just get a hotel, stay the night, and take the next train home in the morning. 
Yeah, that's that's true. But I didn't have the the fortitude to do it. And I thought it's early enough in the season; they'll come back. Yeah, well, it's going to be. Uh, hopefully, they can kind of rebound. How they do? Did they play tonight? No, there was travel day today, okay. so they have the home, the Cleveland home opener tomorrow. Oh, that's if right. Weather, that's right. weather permitting, weather permitting, you'd know more about the weather. Oh, it's if it's going to be good or not. Cold. Oh my gosh! It, yeah, well, it's been thirties. I mean, there was snow on the ground today, so Eesh. yeah. In fact, we had Kansas a big City. ice storm down in Canton area. Oh, um, bunch of accidents. We had tornadoes. Um, Yesterday, or uh, yeah, yesterday. Tornadoes, really? <laughs> yeah, it went. It went from uh, snow to seventy degrees huh. to tornadoes and thunderstorms back to wow. snow in twenty four hours. I've never. Yeah, actually that's what we had, seen. but we were a day offset from you. I've never yeah. actually seen anything like mm-hmm. that before. We had an earthquake today. Oh yeah, five point three. Five point three. Yeah. Yeah, you'll that's, feel that. So, I didn't though. It was weird. Really? Like where I live, yeah, like it was like right around my my wife felt it at work and my son felt it at school, but I didn't feel it. Huh. Strange. And and this has been weather and seismic activity. <laughs> cast the ball. <laughs> so hey. I I don't really have anything to to shout out. Um, I've been watching some terrible Netflix. I got on this terrible sci-fi kick on Netflix, and I watched this awful movie called Titan, the the Titan about uh, uh, oh god, who's the guy from Dances with Smurfs? What from uh, <laughs> what it's Kevin Costner? No, the Avatar. Who's the guy from Avatar? Oh, Sam Worthington. Yeah, Sam Worthington is is goes to titan and gets genetically modified it's awful but then i watched uh i've been watching into the badlands which is yeah which is awful but very entertaining oh it's Uh, it's highly watchable but you're right the story makes no sense and the and the acting is is at times atrocious yeah Yeah. but the the action sequences and the fight sequences are really well done which makes doesn't it, it feel like vaguely racist with the plantations and stuff like that? Oh, <laughs> I don't think vaguely at times. Right, and right. you know the the main character is really good. At, is like a total Asian stereotype. Really good at kung fu and and swords uh, and stuff. Emoting. but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, <laughs> but it's very entertaining. Um, it yes, and it does. What was it? I? I was watching with my. 14 year old which i probably shouldn't have been because it's pretty gory but she was i was like yeah this is basically just like a post-apocalyptic you know white male fantasy of this plantation owner with uh all these slaves farming poppies for him and like five wives so yeah exactly (laughs) but it was still entertaining so very colorful yeah, it's very they colorful. Very the the color palette's very well done. The actually the credit sequence is fantastic too. So yeah, um, if you're just looking for some popcorn that you can veg on, uh, I I recommend it. Two seasons on Netflix. So nice. What about you, EG? Anything you want to pitch? Nah, not really. That's pretty much just my week. I I went to my tribe game of the year because they only <laughs> come out to Anaheim once. So unless I make it back to Cleveland, which I, I very well might over the summer, I'll, I'll probably be the only time I see the Tribe live this year. Okay. Oh, guys, guess what? Hmm. Uh, the Brownsmobile isn't dead. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Is it still I, in your dad's custody? 
Uh, yeah, that was fake news by me last time. <laughs> I, I apologize. Hey, Tom, Tom with his inner dead spin last time. Channeling yeah, pretty much. Fake news. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Oh, good to know. So if hey, you I, I comes and we all hit a that. tribe game, you got. Yeah, I might come back. That, you got to take us in the Browns to, mobile. <laughs> that'd be a reason to come back and uh, and uh, catch tribe game. Yeah, you you should sandwich it like come on a weekend where you can catch the Browns and the tribe. Like late in the year, yeah. All right, I'll see. I, well, it might be easy because my because uh, because uh, my son goes off to college now, so oh, wow. that's, in, that's in August. Where's he's he going to uh, Washington State? It's going to be a Cougar. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, uh, Kyle Kuzma is a Cougar. Yeah. No, no, he he really wants to get into sports management, so he's like he's like. If anyone's going to be, bring back the Sonics, Dad, I'm going to do it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good I for said, him. Okay. Go do it, man. Take he'll make Nate, he'll make Nate plunder. happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thanks for an awesome podcast, guys. And uh, end of the regular season coming up. And do the playoffs start next weekend? Yeah. Exciting. It is exciting. And as always. It's been a weird, yeah. long road. It has. It's been, yeah, it's been. It's been a really weird season. It feels like three seasons rolled into one, it doesn't really it? It really is. And At least, yeah. Can you believe we started this season with Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and Isaiah Thomas. And, and, and people legitimately <sighs> thinking that Derrick Rose could be a piece. <laughs> is he still yeah. playing for Minnesota or is he done? Well, either way, the answer is yes. <laughs> They're playing right now. I, uh, is I he haven't playing? seen him. I I haven't seen him out there, but I haven't been. Yeah, he played. He played. He was plus eleven. <laughs> Two of five in fifteen minutes for four points. How about that? There you go. Derek Rose. It, it's amazing what actual coaching can do. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> They're still gonna probably lose to the Nuggets. <laughs> there you go. As always, go Cavs. 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 Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.